It's Curious City's Asia Singleton. A few years ago, Curious City got a question from an anonymous question asker. They asked, are Chicagoans true Midwesterners? And if not, why? Now I know different people draw different maps of the Midwest. Some include Nebraska and the Dakotas, others leave out Ohio or Southern Indiana, but all of those maps, all of them, include Chicago. So of course Chicagoans are true Midwesterners, right? We sent producer Jesse Dukes out to confirm the obvious. Are Chicagoans true Midwesterners? No. No. No, definitely not. No. I mean, I, I don't think so. No, I don't. Uh, okay. That was surprising. Maybe this is a matter of debate. But why, though? Again, look at the maps. Chicago is always there, usually right in the middle. So just what in the Middle West is going on here? Jesse's going to find out. That's next. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I've learned when you say somebody is, quote, Midwestern, you're not just talking about where they live. You're talking about personality, values, politics. So to answer the question about whether Chicagoans are Midwesterners and why some people don't think so, I found some Midwestern writers who have thought about this. I learned why it's a particularly touchy question right now and talked to somebody willing to make the case Chicagoans are absolutely Midwestern. So to begin, if you look back at the early 20th century, people didn't just see Chicago as part of the Midwest, they saw it as the region's capital. Here's journalist Richard Longworth. We were all part of the same economy. Chicago was taking in the coal, the iron, the agricultural products that the Midwest had that sent here. Longworth wrote a book about the decline of the Midwestern economy. He says as a kid in rural Iowa, the connection was obvious. The farmers worried about Chicago all the time. The Board of Trade is where they got their prices. The stockyards is where they sent their livestock. So the rural Midwest and Chicago were linked, two interdependent parts of the same Midwestern economy. But in the last 80 years or so, those ties have diminished. Manufacturing has declined. The stockyards are gone. Chicago has joined the global economy by focusing on consulting, banking, logistics. But other towns haven't. So many especially the rural towns, but also the old manufacturing towns, are really hurting. They have lost their industry. At the same time, they see Chicago, or parts of Chicago, thriving, booming. And that, Longworth says, has led to a sense of separation between the urban Midwest and the rural Midwest. There used to be one Midwest. These days, there are definitely two Midwests. There are the places that are hooked into the global economy, and then there's the rest that have been left behind by this new economy. The rural and urban split isn't just economic. Emily Vanderwerf is a critic for Vox.com. 
She's a trans woman who has written about growing up on a farm in South Dakota. Like Longworth, she remembers Chicago was the place where the local farmers sent their hogs. But she says when she was a kid in the 80s, Chicago already felt different from her part of the Midwest, where Midwestern meant not being in the big city. The Midwest really defines itself as a land of small communities who are, you know, really rock-ribbed and self-reliant. Vanderwerf likes where she grew up and says there are great people there. But she also says some people there are intolerant. There's pressure to conform. Chicago feels different. She remembers visiting right when she was coming out as a trans woman. And yeah, people were really kind about it. Where I grew up would be trickier. Certainly there would be people who would be less willing to accept me, would be less willing to listen to me. On top of that, she says, anger about politics makes the urban and rural Midwest feel even more divided. It's part of the uh, growing divide between conservative red state America and progressive blue state America. So when I was a kid, this is the big city and we're not the big city was a thing that was like, oh, we are two different kinds of things and we can coexist. And increasingly, that's not true. So all of these widening differences, politics, economics, all can lead to the idea Chicagoans are something different from Midwesterners. But not everyone sees things this way. I also found plenty of people who absolutely do consider Chicagoans Midwesterners. Here's one of them. Hey, it's Bashir Sawahuddin. I'm one of the executive producers and stars of the show Southside on Comedy Central. Bashir Salahuddin grew up in Chicago, and having lived in both New York and L.A. and traveled the Midwest, he finds Chicagoans to be very Midwestern. I think the Midwest values, the, the warmth, uh, our love of gigantic portions of food, uh, our understanding of weather clothing, and you know the fact that people who don't even know you will check in on you, will talk to you as a Midwesternist that is very much a part of Chicago. Salahuddin says he feels it whenever he visits home a friendly, relaxed vibe on the bus or L train. His TV show is set in Chicago, and he says it's urban, sure, but urban in a Midwestern way. There's a warmth to the characters. All our characters are constantly busting on each other. There's a lot of jokes. If you look at the way our characters dress, fashion is not something that's very important. There's sort of a hoodness to the fashion in some cases, and in some cases, there's a very blandness to the fashion. You know, the characters talk about food in almost every single episode. Now, some people I spoke with for this story just don't see what Salahuddin sees. To them, the people in busy, cosmopolitan Chicago are nothing like the people in the small-town Midwest. But as somebody originally from the East Coast, I do see it. Sure, you can find lots of big city things in Chicago, restaurants with small portions and arugula, world-class museums, hipsters in form-fitting clothes, liberal politics. But when Salahuddin says Chicago feels casual in a way that's Midwestern, I know what he means. Once you're out in the neighborhoods, people chat in the crosswalk, repair cars in the street. Every neighborhood has its own favorite beef or hot dog stand. I mean, in Chicago, the food writers spend half their time writing about what the rest of the country refers to as junk food. Hot dogs, pizza, tacos, subs. And I've noticed something else Chicago and the rural Midwest have in common. Both were settled by working-class people who defined that practical, casual culture. Farmers in the rural parts, factory workers in the city, people who came here to work with their hands. So sure, the rural and urban Midwest have diverged, economically and culturally. 
But I think there's still quite a bit that Midwesterners, including Chicagoans, have in common. But whether you see that or not, whether you consider Chicagoans to be, quote, true Midwesterners, that just depends on what you're paying attention to. If you're paying attention to politics and economics, Chicago and the rural Midwest seem to have less in common than ever. But if you're paying attention to being friendly to strangers, gamely enduring cold weather, and appreciating large portions of hearty food, well, Chicagoans are as Midwestern as Dakotans, Wisconsinites, Michiganders, and Iowans. Darn it. Thanks to Jesse Dukes for that reporting. Oh, and on a quick note, Emily Vanderwarf is now known as Emily St. James, and she's now Vox's critic at large. We'll be right back. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Judges, they're the elected officials a voter is most likely to encounter. And of any elected official, their decisions can have the biggest impact on our life. Yet, most people don't know that much about judges or how they're elected. So Curious City is teaming up with Injustice Watch to answer your questions about Cook County judges and judicial elections. Here are some questions we've gotten so far. Why do you even vote for judges in the first place? How do I decide between judicial candidates when I'm at the polls? How often are judges removed from office? So think of a question about judges and judicial elections you want answered. And head over to wbz.org slash judicial elections. That's wbz.org slash judicial elections. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation and is produced by Jason Mark. Adriana cardona Magikat is our reporter, and Maggie Sivit is our digital and engagement producer. Alexander Solomon edits the show. I'm intern Asia Singleton. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.